Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. We've been releasing episodes of the American Glutton podcast on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I have decided quite arbitrarily, that I prefer Thursdays to Wednesdays. So beginning in August, our episodes will be available for download on Mondays and Thursdays. Please rate and review and subscribe to American Glutton Podcast. Thank you. Today on American Glutton, we welcome Byron Rogers. Byron is an executive protection agent, video blogger, published author, and veteran. Byron is on a steadfast mission to improve the quality of the world. The last time I saw him, we started to discuss diet, and I figured, stop. What better place than to have this conversation than on the podcast? You can find Byron at ByronRogersMotivation.com or at Byron underscore Rogers on Instagram and listen to his podcast, The Protector Podcast by Byron Rogers. Byron Rogers, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Heck yeah. I'm <laughs> glad to be here, man. Boom. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Okay, so I've known you for years. I try to wrap my head around all different types of people on different types of journeys. And when we first met, I looked at you and I was like, that's a guy who, if he's trying, it's like become a part of his 
ethos. Like it's not like for me, there was certainly a, a gigantic hump, but I just imagined that you're a guy that didn't have to think about it too much. And then like a couple of weeks ago, we were talking, you were like, I'm thinking about stuff. <laughs> and I was like, let's talk about this because I think that's super interesting. Heck yeah. Well, that's awesome that that was the perception of me. That's fantastic. I mean, look, I can only go from my perspective, perspective right? Yeah. And so my perspective being a little kid, I would see people in, you know, I would always judge people at the beach and it would be like, there's not a lot of people who look like me. Then there's normal, like what I'd call normal looking people who don't look like they put much effort into their life. And then right. there's people who look amazing. You were definitely in that group. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just go like, I don't either those people become Arnold Schwarzenegger with effort or they're just they're just naturally putting the, the like they're they're designed to put whatever effort they need to look great. Do you know right. what I mean? No, absolutely. And I know a lot of them. I traveled the world with one of my good buddies. He's got like an eight pack. Came out his mom with like a nineteen pack. That's what I mean. Walks in in the morning like, hey bro, got you some donuts. I'm like, dude, I can't eat donuts, bro. <laughs> like, right. Like I literally, I'll just be the fat guy on the detail if I eat donuts. You yeah. Know? So, um, I'm excited that that was the perception. And for me, uh. Nah, I've always been the fat kid, dude. So, like, Come I... Come on! I'm That's crazy. Serious. Looking at you, I would never say that yeah, in a million well, years. Thank you. Okay, but wait. Let's yeah. really let's really qualify what this means by okay. the fat kid. Because you said okay. that to me the other day, and I was just kind of like, I don't think the fat kid means the same for Byron <laughs> as it means for me. Like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So... Uh, for me, man, it was always like, uh, so I, I, so I grew up in Washington state. I go visit my dad in the Bahamas in Nassau, Bahamas during the summer. So I get, uh, you know, I'm going up with my mom. She just, your dad and mom are two different energies, right? So you get to dad's house and dad's just like, Hey son, your mom's letting you, you know, getting you fat. And he'd be like, before you watch TV or do anything, you got to run on the treadmill for 30 minutes. You got to do a hundred pushups, 500 sit-ups and swim a hundred laps in the pool. Cause you're getting fat. So like. This started off my whole life, and then I'm in the Bahamas where all the little other black kids come out with, like, 18 packs, and they're all, like, shredded, and they're like, yeah, man. And I'm like, I'm from, like, I'm, like, half Bahamian and half African-American, and, like, so I don't have the ultra-shredded, pure genes like they did. So I'm, like, kind of, the, I was always the fat kid. So, like, literally, it would be like, fat boy. Like, they called me fat boy. I would wow. fight with these kids, like, every single day, especially because I was the American. They were like... Yo, you're soft. He's American. Let's go beat up the soft American. So right. I was fat and the American. So I had to fight these kids every day growing up. So then that's kind of where it started. And then, you know, on through high school, really just kind of getting friend zoned <laughs> up into, you know, starting to play football. And then when I started playing football, it was like 6A school, Gig Harbor High School. Uh, that's when I got my first like weightlifting program. We had the second best weightlifting program in the state, rated in the state that year. And then we beat the guys who had the first by the end of the year. So that's when I really started to realize like, you know, this is what we could do with our bodies. Yeah. Then I went to the Marine Corps and they were like, give me all my obese Marines. And I was like, yo, I'm not obese, bro. Like I was like, I was Team captain, 6A football, you know, could have went and did some stuff, but I joined it. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there like I, I dropped from uh, 224 to 211 to get to MEPS. Uh, just to What's get, MEPS? Uh, that's like the receiving for the Marine Corps. Okay. Like just to get it. Well, receiving for the military. Military something or other. But basically that's like your little 
we're going to check you medically to make sure you can be serviceable. So I went through there, got into meds, dropped that weight, got into receiving at boot camp, dropped down to 206. And I'm like, yo, this is the most shredded I ever been. You know, I was like an elite athletic condition, went to the Marine Corps, dropped all this weight to get in, got in training day seven or eight after Black Friday. They're like, give me my obese Marines. I'm like, that ain't me. I'm about to be, I mean, I'm one of the biggest, jackedest, most worked it out as dudes here. And they're like, you know, of course I'm standing there in my white skivvies in the duty hut. And they're like, you are obese. <laughs> you know, so right. like, they give me the little, uh, what's that little scale that, like, I don't know, little people came up with that says you're supposed, you're height and weight? Oh, yes, the, oh, yeah. B, the body mass index. Mm-hmm. That thing. Mm-hmm. God bless them. Little people came up with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, they tell me for my height, I'm supposed to be 192 pounds or something. And I'm like, Max. Like, yeah, like max. 193, you're fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. That was. Sixth grade, yeah, <laughs> you know, so, um, and I'm like low 200s at this point, but I got out of boot camp at 175 pounds. Holy shit, yes. dude. Oh my God. So they gave me half rations. So I had to wear like a fat kid tab at boot camp, what? uh, obese Marine tab, you know, so I was the fat kid again. <laughs> How did you feel at that weight? Uh, at 175 pounds for the task load, I was trained to do ultra lethal. Like, I was right. like, sweet. Like, you want to run forever? Let's run forever. You want me to carry stuff? I still have this frame. So, like, I can carry whatever you need me to carry. You know, like, it was very um, appropriate for that task load. And then I got into the fleet and I bulked back up to my, like, stock. I'm stock 225, uh, lean stock about 225. And then I uh, fought in Iraq at usually around the 200s. Right. Which was like, all right, cool. I'm 20 something. This is great. Yeah. Now I kick it at like, 235-ish. Get up to 250 <laughs> if I ain't paying attention. <laughs> you know, like, holidays, holidays are fun. Season. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is wild, dude. Yeah, I, it, it always, I, you know, it always makes me feel better to hear about guys who I look at and I'm like, he's fucking, this guy's got it made. He's figured it out. And to hear about like, no, that you went, you had many of the same thoughts that I had. I, I mean, I, I, I I had the grandparents who were like, we're going to walk every morning. And, and when I hear about your dad, I, I, you know, and there's parts of me that are like, fuck, I wish they would have left me alone to figure it out on my own. But there's another part of me that goes like, fuck, if they'd had me ru- running on the treadmill and doing pushups and sit-ups and, and, and swims, I could have, I could have like caught on to it or something the yeah, walks i just was it. like this is bs i don't like these walks <laughs> i'm gonna do this as half-heartedly as possible you know what i and mean just get it done and just yeah. get it done and now there's like exercise that i love doing but i mm. i just it's fascinating to hear guys who i look at and i'm like this guy has it figured out. I'm sure this guy's had it figured out his whole life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's funny, too, because uh, my other buddy, my boy who always, he's like the ultra, ultra, like perfect one, right? So every time I try a new diet or and I've gone the distance, because like in my head, you know, like, you know, people watch me or people that know me, you know, like they'll see me in the morning do my workout. And it's like, 
I am running from a fat version of myself. Like, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Like, I'm in my garage working out. I'm at the gym. There is, I, I talk about motivation and push-pull motivation and, like, using what you fear and using what you want, you know? Uh, and, like, in my head, like, there is legitimately a fatter version of me. There's a poorer version of me. There's <laughs> there's all these versions of me that are chasing me. And when I'd start, like, new diets, I'd be telling my boy, I'd be like, yo, I got this. This is what I'm doing now. This is my new. And he'd be like, your new thing. Go ahead. Because right. <laughs> I was always trying new things because managing, you know, the fat kid and being on the road. And it, it's always been a consistent thing. So, really, yeah. really good to hear you say that. Um, it's really good to hear you say that, man, because it's been something I've always been working on. And even now at like 34, now I'm starting to really feel like I'm settling into, okay, cool. Like this is how I'm going to do life, you know? And so that's, that's interesting. It's cool, man. Yeah. I, the, 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 this is how I'm going to do life thing took me a while. And like my first, uh, self-determined diets that were not from a place of authority were definitely like. Well, this is a period of time that I get through and then I'm done. You know what I mean? Even if I wasn't thinking through it that clearly, it was just like, certainly can't do this forever. And then once I'm done doing this, I'll just be more, I'll just have figured it out. Yeah, I won't have to think, but I've done this. And it was kind of mindless, but like, I love looking for different things too, because within that you ultimately, I think will find something that is like, ah, this I can do right. forever. Well, and for me, that was kind of a big thing. Cause I'm like, like, I love discipline. Like I love discipline, disciplined discipline. Like discipline is like generally in so many ways, I look at it as a savior, right? It's something that we bring into our lives to help us get from habit to habit. And our habits are what end up making up our character and our lives, right? So for I think the mistake I made for a really long time was I always was like, I'll just use my discipline. I'll just use my discipline. And then, you know, like Tony Robbins is like, yo, discipline doesn't last. Mm. Okay, it just isn't going to last. So I'm like, I'm a Marine. My dad's a hard man. Like my dad is a disciplined man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Father's Day, I, I like literally am like, all right, I'm going to call this dude. He's going to beat me up over the phone for about three hours. It's going to be great. I'm going to learn some stuff. <laughs> this is our love language. This is, <laughs> right? Like, you ready for me to call? Okay. <laughs> like, that's basically it. But we love each other. It's a great relationship, but we're hard. We like to be hard, right? Um, but I learned with the diet. And really, I don't even really, I'm not too uh, fond of the word diet. But like, really, with the how I'm going to choose to feed myself, it's so much more about I found the the power comes from the ease. Like if you can find a way to make it easy, you can find a way. And I hate that kind of, but if you can find a way to really do something that you want to do or are going to do that takes like maybe a little bit of discipline, just make, actually I wouldn't even use the word discipline. I'd use consciousness and yeah. aware, awareness. So like, you know, like, you know, the darkness is kind of where all your vulnerabilities, in my opinion, are in, in your life in every single area. So it's like, if you can't measure it, you can't change it. Yeah. So once I started bringing that principle into life and being like, hmm, you know, let's bring more awareness to this and let's, let's admit the fact that like my discipline in this area might not be the best tool. That's when I really started getting long-term traction. And instead of like doing something extreme, which I did uh, 40 days uh, just liquids once, you know, so I didn't eat any solid for 40 days, which was in many ways so fantastic in terms of <clears throat> personal identity and knowing what I can do and like 
mental clarity. Like I felt like I was glowing in the dark. I was like reading people's minds by the end of this thing, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was so clean. But um, I found that the ones that the the life changes I've been able to maintain are the ones that like make sense relatively easy and incrementally change my world yeah. instead of just leaping to this new reality you know yeah don't go anywhere we'll be right back I think about these things so much in like discipline if we go back to prior to like the way we are now civilized and if you don't have discipline, you're going to starve to death. If, yeah. you, if you're not out there hunting for your food, you're going to starve to death. So there's a level of necessity, right? Yeah. The fucking bar is low. You don't get up and look for food, you die, right? Period. That's pretty cut and dry. And it's in every area of life, really. Right. <laughs> you can apply that that kind of model to anything. And then right. we arrive at today, and right. I have no experience with that level of necessity and you look through history and you go like well they've they've figured all this out because people you know were, were, were ultimately starving to death over and over and over again when they run out of food and they're getting up to hunt or forage and there's nothing there to eat and they die so they're like doing safeguards against that and we arrive at today and it's like the safeguard is every where you look Here's some food that will kill you. That will, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like now we've gone in the extreme other direction, and right. like the discipline is actually reversed, where it's like I have to work to limit myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a trip because I think genetically we're only trying to like get as Condition. many calories into ourselves as possible, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think it becomes tricky too when there. When you, if you just try to apply discipline, but there's no understanding of like, first of all, I, I I didn't have any plan. I just when I started losing weight, it was just like I'm sick of this discomfort and feeling shame and uh, mostly discomfort and and the the stigma. It's just all of it. I can't do everything I want to physically. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna change. I didn't sit down and make a long-term plan. My plans over time become more and more specific, but I had no real understanding of of food when I started. It was just like, I eat and I am fat, so stop eating. And I did a liquid thing too. And it was kind of empowering because it's like, if I can do that, if I can not eat for a couple months, yeah. I can do anything. Right. And that could, for me, it's kind of like, I don't know, like you need – Confidence comes from experience, yeah. you know? So it's like arrogance is inaccurate confidence. Confidence comes from experience, you know? So someone might look at you and be like, oh, that's an arrogant statement. It's like, well, if you know and what you know about yourself, no one can take from you, you know? Um, <clears throat> and I believe certain things like that, that's kind of the value in them. It's like, dude, like I, that 40 days of liquids for me or having Iraq in my rear view and being like, yeah, man, like, this really ain't that bad of a day. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got the shower. No one's trying to kill me. Like, and for the rest of my life, I get to go, I didn't get blown up this morning. Uh, I got to try not to be fat because there's so much food and no one's trying to kill me. I got to shower. It's pretty good. And I get to sleep next to a warm body tonight. That's like not another dude, like one of my dudes. Yeah. Like it's someone I want it to be. You know? yeah. And so you have these backdrops that you, these waypoints that you build. And for me too, with the liquid thing, I was like, yo, I can easily do this. Like yeah. I can count some calories and like, be conscious where, you know, 
after I did the 40 days master cleanse, just like surviving that way, you know? So it's very important, man, to, I think to get those wins because those, they kind of, you find yourself on a path of creating yourself while also discovering yourself when you do things that are that hard that I think are very important for you as a person. And the other thing you said that was really interesting to me too was, because, you know, I've been on this journey to try to help people, empower people, um, you know, and I've done life coaching and I got a, you know, um, a double psychology major and stuff like that. So I'm always trying to figure out like what's motivating to people. And I haven't figured all that out yet. You got some theories. But one thing I have noticed is like ultra important is that moment when you've really had enough. Like if I can't help you before you get to that moment, I just know by watching you, I'm like, when you've had enough, you'll change. You just will. It just, whatever you accept will continue. And when you're sick of it, it'll change. And it is a beautiful and powerful moment when someone's finally like, you know what? Nah, nah, dude, bump this. We're not doing this anymore. (laughs) Or die. I think think that that is so... And that's something I don't know that we've talked about on here. And so we should talk about that because I think it's so relevant. And the best analogy I have is sobriety because it's more uh, totalitarian. So So you can see degrees of what we're talking about within it. But I've been sober a long time and I've had a lot of people say, you know, I have a kid or I have a brother or I have a boyfriend or somebody who I think needs to get sober or get clean or whatever, can you help them? And I'm always like, look, I am more than happy to share my story Mm -hmm. and give whatever insight I can give. But like, I don't see a lot of people making that change until they decide to. And, And that decision doesn't come typically from... Please do this. Any external thing? No, it's almost entirely kind of a self-motivated thing. And yes. so I get into like the broader talks when when I see doctors who are hammering health. It's all health. This is health. Mm-hmm. This is health. I'm like, you're not necessarily appealing to something somebody wants or something Needs. somebody's concerned with. Yeah. Like if we're talking about what our concerns – I think I would have been more receptive to somebody saying, hey, do your feet hurt really bad every night? Yeah, my feet hurt really bad every night. Mm. Yeah, you could change that. You know what mm. I mean? Like something with something little. At. Yeah, because there was a so many things like, mm. do you want to wear this brand shirt? Yeah, but they don't make that in my size. Yeah, Yeah, but you can get, you can actually change your body. It's not like you have 16 arms and they don't make shirts for 16 (laughs) arms. You can change your (laughs) body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even know if that would work, but I think you're dead on. It comes from within. And so we, I see these constant appeals to health Hmm. and I'm like, I don't, I don't like, yes, today health is a concern of mine. I want to be healthy. I didn't, when I was at my most obese and using drugs, health was the last thing. Now, a near-death scare might do it and might make me go like, oh, I need to be concerned with my health. Mm -hmm. Certainly, I think had I died and been able to come back for a second, I would have gone, well, I blew health. But I think before that, you're you're so right. It's like, it's a a personal self-motivating thing. So I think that... 
I think that this talk is is to help people who 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 have made that decision or who are questioning that decision right. or whatever to to reinforce that the ability to make that decision is there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I, I I'm certainly not trying to sell anybody on like you should do this. Well, I think it's like what I've seen is that people um like if you have someone listening to this podcast, they're already like hugely in a, like they're stepping in the right direction. The next, in my opinion, sticking point uh that I see a lot of people get stuck with is um in every area of life is believing that they can believing that they can achieve which then turns into an issue of vision it's like well it's this issue of self-concept like can i actually do this yeah the cool dude at the gym at the beach yeah dude on instagram yeah like they can all have it but like can i have it you know can i do it and as this this issue of self-concept i think silently keeps a lot of people stuck and um and then they they come up with safe problems problems designed to keep them stuck in a safe well i can't because which all of this is so reasonable and organic and normal (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah like none of the things i'm talking about are like things that every single one of us are dealing with in a different area. Like I have my own safe problems keeping me where I'm at in areas I just don't have the time or want to work on right now. You know I mean, like, sure. Like, I may be crushing it in other areas and like killing Goliath and like looking for Godzilla in some areas, but in other areas, I'm like, yo, dude, later. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. So, you know, all this is just organic to the human experience, I believe. But like, I find that the the self, like understanding whether you can is like the biggest issue. And that's kind of where you get into this. You need to create yourself and find yourself. But I think the biggest thing that holds people back is vision, inability to see it and have it be a real, real enough thing for them to be like, okay. So it's like, I want that result, but I don't believe I can get that result. Therefore, I have no motivation. The medicine for that, in my opinion, the only, the thing that has worked for me personally, right? So this is like 1% of the human, less than what is a spec, right? But this is Bruce Lee, you know, absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless, add what is essentially your own, um, to the cookie burger I'm about to put down right quick. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, um, is if you want a higher quality life, you got to make higher quality decisions. You want to make higher quality decisions, you need higher quality information. And this one principle has helped me create and achieve things that I never thought I ever could. And so like for me now, when I face an issue and a problem that I'm not good enough to deal with, and I know I'm not good enough to deal with, and the reality of life is at the beginning of your journey, you're not good enough to deal with it. You need the journey to help yourself become good enough. That's what the whole thing's about. You know what I mean? Uh, but you got to submit to being a fool at first. You got to submit to that process of evolution and self-transcendence um, is you, you need to start gaining information on that topic. So study people and follow people that make your problem look like just a Tuesday. I can tell the manner of man you are by the manner of your problems. You know what I'm saying? Like that tells me what level you're at. There's no judgment in that. I, I don't condemn. You know what I mean? I was once there. I once didn't know. I, I still don't know a lot of things in a lot of ways, right? But if you want to look at where you're at in your maturity, look at the level of the problems you're dealing with. And if you want to deal with higher quality problems that come with more responsibility, but also are fruit of your own evolution, your growth, um, you need to start getting that higher quality information. So like in a succinct way of saying it, study people that understand and can almost normalize what you're afraid of. You know, like 
when I'm working out in the gym, I'm listening. I've got a playlist on my YouTube channel that I've con- I've consolidated for almost a decade of over 600 motivational speakers, right? So like, and every time I hear another good one, I throw it on the playlist. So yeah. I'm still building this, but like I'm working out. I'm working my mind at the same exact time and I'm ruminating on thoughts from people who have solved higher quality issues um, and are coming from a place of way more success. So I'm absorbing their vision, absorbing their paradigm, absorbing their tools. And so that the issues that I'm facing in my business and in my life are like twos. These guys are solving like sevens, eights and nines. You know, I got te- Nick, I got the dude, you know, uh, who, who's I got uh what's his name who invented, um, Anyways, I got them all on there and I'm listening to them and it changes my perspective. And then, you know, if it's weight and you're listening to these people that have had success in this area and are working on this all the time and are helping other people have success, then you start to realize one of the best thoughts starts to come along, which is, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. And I think um, one of the thought processes that's really helped me achieve a lot because I ain't never been the biggest. I've never been the baddest. I've never been the best. I've always been like me, like, like God never let me be the biggest. I wish, you know what I mean? But it, I always was like B minus E, C plus, which made me learn I have to work really hard, you know? But the one thing I've always said, like, if one man can do that, do this, I can do it. Or I might have to die trying, <laughs> you know, and that has made a lot of the difference Yeah, over the years. No, that's it. I think that's the whole they game. Can have it, I can have it. Man. Yeah. I, 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 I try to set these goals for myself too and be as realistic as possible. Yeah. But like at some point you do realize like, oh, anything I can imagine for myself, I can make happen. Yep. You know? Yeah. And, and it is good to get the, the, I've. Every time I've stalled, it's because I've assumed I know everything I I could know mm. about whatever I'm doing and then just rationalized why it wasn't working at its highest level anymore. It, yeah. You know? 100%. And and the minute you go like, Fuck, I don't really know that much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get more data. Right. Then it opens all these doors to like, oh. That's how you do this one special thing right. that I have no idea how to do. And the equation is always different. I think that's the other thing that messes people up. So they'll study like one book and be like, yo, I love this book. So I'm like like 350 audiobooks deep right now at this point in my life, right? So I'm like, I've done this. Like I'll get an audio. I used to, when I first started, I get like one book. And I'm an audio book guy. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. I'm doing 800 million things. Like, no, me too. I'm absorbing my books in the car or I'm on Marco Polo with the homies. That's yeah. really about it. That's yeah. about what it was. We have had some epic Marco oh, yeah, Polo dude, conversations. Like, I love that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. So, like, you know, I think another huge mistake that it, people make just naturally is they start to get on this journey of becoming better in like every way. And and I, to me, it's amazing. It's like the matrix. Like I can download information. Like I can, okay, I want to understand rocket science. Like on my drive out of here, I can go and get an audio book and I can listen to it and like put an hour or two. And when I get home, like, yo, I have some concept of this, you know, like you can download information into your mind, but the equation is Never the same. So like I can study Guru X and be like, yo, this dude just taught me how to do this thing, what I want in my life. And then I get home and I try to implement and it's not the same because the synergy of problems I'm dealing with is different and I'm different and my ability to execute is different and my 
all the different things about me that I'm the only Byron in the universe that the universe has ever even ever seen is different. So what I find is you really do need to study a lot in the space that you want to improve in. And then Bruce Lee, that trash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless, add what is essentially your own. And if, and you gotta, you gotta make your own cookie burger, man. You gotta make, you gotta put your own, your own, your own tartar sauce in there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And until you do that, you kind of, it's kind of one of the big, the organic stages of learning that like, yo, this guru's tight, but this isn't essentially the equation that'll work for me necessarily. Right. And, and this is key, so key to diet. Because yes. you can, they've, they've, they've made, they've, they've like broken down the nutrients into like the most important macronutrients. So we're only going to discuss that. And this affects people generally in the same way, but it's not absolutely in the same way. Mm-hmm. And so somebody says to me, how many calories you eat? I'm like, that's not going to help you. Yeah, like, what does that have to do with you, bro? Yeah, <laughs> it, it really won't Unless help. You're you. like my brother, maybe a twin, like, and we're following same, the same exact, schedule, yeah, exactly. and like we're doing the same workouts, and we're walking the, the same, same, and we have the calorie, same stresses. Absor- yeah, we're like burning. it is completely irrelevant to yeah. you. You know what I mean? And so I go like, I'm happy to tell you that. Please don't do anything in your life based on what I'm doing. On, in exact terms like that because okay. it's, it's going to f- screw you up or I don't know what results you'll get. You could gain weight. I mean, lots yeah. of people could gain weight eating the calories I eat, 100%. you know? <laughs> um, and I think that that's super key in like on top of everything that that is occurring with each person uniquely, then we enter preference into it. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you just don't like fat, if it doesn't taste good to you and it doesn't sit well in your stomach, keto is not going to work. Right. And if you feel shitty when you eat high carbohydrates, maybe low fat's not going to work. Right. You know. And dude, yeah, that's what that was. That that is what was so hard for me about the diet thing. So I was like, "Yo, I'm just going to do this. Tell me how to get the result." What's the equation? I will implement this and I will get the result and I'd be implementing and I'd be like, eh, this isn't quite working. You know what I mean? Right. And like, then you hear everyone's opinion and then, you know, everyone's got something saying. It's like, it's the same path that I've found in a lot of other areas, which is you try something incrementally, you pay attention, you listen to, you, you have to have the, the strength to listen to yourself <laughs> and then implement and you don't judge yourself too harshly, but you're just there to learn, Yeah, you know? You said something early on, and I would love if you could talk more about it. You just threw out push pull motivation. Yeah, it's like what what is that really? And like how how like practically speaking, mm. you know? Because I mean, I, I got the concept immediately when you said that, but I would yeah. love to know more about that. So this is something that I just for me, as I've grown up, you know, and as I've like become more authentic and more like just strong enough to face myself on deeper and deeper levels, I found. That, uh, you know, and being a big, bad Marine and being pretty strong and fearless most of my life, ready to give my life for someone at the drop of a hat to protect them. It's like my ethos. But I have found that the most motivating thing in me is fear. I am 100% more motivated by fear than anything else. And I think this is the case. And, you know, there's a lot of academia that would also completely agree with me. So I had to come to terms with the fact that, like, well... 
I need to do as much as I can to expose my way of dealing with fear because I believe it's pretty efficient. So I was kind of like, well, dude, you know, like, why have you done all this stuff? And I was like, because I'm so afraid that the grace that's been shown me in life will be given to me in vain. Like, if you ask me what I'm really afraid of, you know, like I should have died in Iraq multiple times. I got hit by a handful of uh, uh, IEDs. I got hit with 62, 60 some odd pounds of homemade explosives. I had like an out of body experience where I felt like I died, prayed, came back, like can't let that be in vain. So now I wake up every morning and I'm like, yo, I got to get after it. So that's what drives me through life. And like, the next time I'm dying being like, yo, I can't feel that feeling like I didn't go as hard as I could because that was what I was feeling the first time. Um, and so I found that like fear is really what motivates me. So I talk about, imagine what you're most afraid of. Like why start this journey of getting in shape and, 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 and all that stuff. Like Press the fast forward button and I can tell you your future. If I just can look at your habits and your week, your month, you can tell your future. You know, it's like press the fast forward button and don't say someday because the reality is we are dying to do everything you are. If you're listening to this podcast, you cannot get that minute back. You just, you're dying to listen to this podcast right now. We can't get this day back. You know what I'm saying? So the reality of that, um, I find it to be a fuel, you know? So I, I I push the fast forward button on my habits and I'm like, this is where I'm going to be if I don't figure this out now, if I don't move on this now. And I, and I let the things I fear come upon me all the time. And I live in this realm of like, this is the reality. You, there's no ignorant, like making it pretty, you know, it's like, no, this is you as a failure. And then it's like, but this is you as a victor. And this is you. If you do take action, if you do take action, not in spite of your fears, with your fears, you'll fight harder if you're afraid. So I keep myself in this little, I think of death every day. I have, you know, a number of, of tattoos on my body that talk about that way, you know, of life. And, um, it's very stoic in philosophy, but, um, I live those fears constantly. I keep them close to my heart as motivation. And I also let them push me towards, uh, what I believe is my destiny. So it's like, you're running from fate, but fate will come upon you. You can be consistent, but if you don't grow intelligently, you'll just die tired. So you need to be smart and consistent and um, let that fear push you and don't hide from it because if you hide from it, fate will get you. And if you face it, then destiny is where you'll arrive, you know? So I'm always just so happy about where I'm going and so aware of where I don't want to go. So hmm. That's that push-pull thing. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I think it's a really good point of view to take too, because I think often, I know for me, before adopting at least a version of that point of view, fear can be overwhelming and fear can be incapacitating. And you think about like a violent encounter fear can be the thing that makes you freeze, right? So yeah. if you're constantly using that feeling to motivate you, you're, you're beating it. You're beating yes. that, that kind of freeze up yeah, that man. fear can do. Yeah, because sometimes you feel fear 
about something and you, or from myself, I'll just say, I want to just, I don't want to feel that. So I just want to push it away. You know, whatever thing I don't want to happen or whatever thing I'm worried about for the way, way off future, I just go, okay, I don't want, and just be positive or whatever yeah. I say to myself, because I don't want to think about it. But if you're mm. thinking about it and actually letting it fuel you and going, okay, well, what, yeah, this is very. I would always, as a kid, if I ever thought there was a monster under my bed, I could go, I'm just going to pretend there's no monster under my bed. Mm -hmm. But then I'm just pretending there's no monster under my bed. I have to look. Yeah. You know, Good. I, I have to it. look. If you don't <laughs> look, right. then I would just sleep there frozen thinking there's a monster. So every yeah. time I'm going to lean over and look under the bed. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I didn't have a plan for, <laughs> for if there was a monster, what I would do. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to do something. Yeah. Maybe run and hide in the closet. I don't know. But I think you got to look. You got to yeah, confront this gotta, stuff. I think it's modern day alchemy. You know, this is our lives. We're all kind of sitting here and we're going to like looking. And, and I just, I see the duality of life and everything. I see the night implies day and life implies dark and light implies dark and life implies death. Like I just always see that kind of dualistic thing happening all the time, you know. And it's like um, our relationship to fear is like, this little thing that's with us in every situation. And now, you know, learning to use that fear as fuel, it's to me like an alchemical kind of transformative kind of thing. And then now fear is like a target indicator. It's like, oh, I was afraid. So if I want to grow the most today, I have another thing I say, which is do the thing you fear until the death of fear is certain. Like if I'm afraid of it, it's probably because it's a vulnerability of mine. And now this is the direction we need to fight in. Fear is like now becomes your best friend and your worst enemy and you become inoculated to it. And even kind of like, oh, wow, like there's a vulnerability and you kind of get excited by the whole entire thing. You know, you get on stage and it's like, oh, wow, I haven't felt this feeling for a minute. And then you're like, well, it's time to fight. Like this is what I, this is who I am, you know? So it's, <laughs> It really becomes this ultra-free, beautiful way of living life. and But the fear is still real. And if it isn't real, then life is so – there's so much provision here. And I say that because if it once the fear becomes not real, you know, you go as far as you can go. And then you open your eyes and you're at this mountaintop. And there's another mountaintop over in right. the distance. Oh, there's, there's always another there's mountaintop. There's something, yeah. yeah. So there's something you can go ahead and get after and get at. Or it turns out the mountaintop's a volcano. Yeah, exactly. Right? And now it's game on again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, and it sounds kind of crazy, I think, to people that maybe haven't gotten in that way or are not on that path. But I found that progress equals happiness, man. And it really is one of the best ways to live one of the most fulfilling lives, especially primarily because of what it does for your self-concept. When you face the boogeyman, it just, no one can take that away from you. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it, it can be, we have created, and, and I say we, and I don't at all mean that anyone in this room was participating other than just merely by existing, but we have created or been a part of creating or society has grown up to be nothing short of uh, helping you turn a blind eye to the boogeyman as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. I think the outsourcing of. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly, cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market we will choose safety and again i don't say anybody necessarily in this room mm-hmm. but the 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 choice of like i would rather be safe than free mm-hmm. is a choice that is is really ingrained within society you know um and long term Safety means the gas station has to be full of food and uh, McDonald's has to be very cheap and we're going to get government subsidies to grow corn and feed cows so that everyone can eat because that's safer than having hungry people. Um, The byproduct is we grow to be obese as you know, 25,000 people starve to death every day in the world, nine to 10 million people a year. And this year it's probably going to double because there was like locust swarms and all kinds of crazy shit in India and Africa. And like, it's going to be, be, yeah, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a tough year. Like these stats have been going down, down, down. Looks like they're going to go up for the first time in a long time, which is crazy. I mean, this is a biblical year we're living through right now. And what better time to, like, take a look at the boogeyman? You know what I mean? Whatever that means for you. That's the thing, yeah. Because we can be pacified by our iPhones and our Big Macs and our Big Gulps, you know? (laughs) This is just as, like, you know, I think about Linus with his blanket. That's all that dude needed. He needed his thumb in his blanket, and and he was happy. And, And I really think, like, if you took away chicken breasts from me— I'm going to freak out a little bit. (laughs) It's no better. You know what I mean? I'm in this boat too, but I'm constantly trying to go like, I'm too relaxed. Yeah. What do I do? What am I not looking at? What do I need to look at differently? You know? I think that's the path, man. Like, you know, that's the path for, uh, if you're just going to, if you're ever, I I don't know. I think a lot of life is about on 
potential, man. And it is infinite. Like it is there. That thing is never ending. And it's like the greatest curious thing is just trying to find that and unlock more of it and just seeing how high you can kind of soar with that. And that, you know, not getting relaxed and all that stuff is exactly how we get there. But I, I do want to for sure illuminate and like, I really want to like put an exclamation point next to the reality that like we're not, you're not going to just organically move towards a better life in this environment. Like there is a war going on like all around you. You are submerged in like the garden of Eden with nothing but forbidden fruit. (laughs) I mean, like everything, you know, and if you are not conscious, you will be a casualty of this like world. We'll use the word world on a number of different levels, you know? And so any area of your life, especially your diet where there's not consciousness and awareness and deliberation, you're probably being victimized. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're not winning. You know what I'm saying? Or your higher self isn't winning or whatever it is you really want. Your ideal is probably not going to just happen because you need order. You need strategy. You need, you know, and, um, running from that because we don't believe that we can have the results we see, you know, is, is like, I think that's where the problem like starts and ends, man. And yeah. Cause this world dude, like it's a lot, of, it's a lot going on. Yeah, man. And I think the, I think another key thing to think about, because I always think like the amount of effort that it required me to confront my boogeyman in this arena that we're talking about and like to take this first step. It was, it was a huge amount of energy. And I think that my misstep is looking at other people who for whatever reason are geared to not have the problem, the exact problem I have. And then my assumption is, well, they have no problem. Right. Do you know what I mean? They, they don't have to put effort into anything they do. And I think that that's just, ultimately wrong. I think that every single person has their own unique set of whatever they're dealing with. And you look at really successful people who are applying the formulas you're talking about and still going out of their way (laughs) to keep applying them. You know what I mean? It's interesting. It's a very kind of self uh, defeating belief. You know, so you look at the other person, you're like, oh, they got it all together. It must be easy for them. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it kind of is very disempowering because in some ways it makes like the work it would take, like it's in some ways it gives them some kind of a result that you don't believe you can have. And that's that, that's that invisible wall we kind of create between ourselves and what it is we want, you know, and like, of course they have that result because it's easy. It's actually like a very small, but very detrimental idea, (laughs) you know, and um, that's interesting. I just, I just, you know, I just thought about that. Cause even I've done it. I do it all the time. I'm like, Oh yeah, the skinny kids. You know what I mean? Like, like I got these Asian friends, they're all shredded. They, they, you know, they're, they're, they're great. And they, uh, what did they give? They gave me and my wife, um, some rice milk. I'm like, yo, I can't mess with carbs like that. <laughs> you know, they're like, it's great. It's really good for you. Yeah. They're like drinking the rice milk, eating donuts, getting skinnier. And like, I'm like, we're like, great. This rice milk's awesome. And I'm like, like, you know, like a month or two later, I look at my buddy and I'm like, dude, I'm like gaining weight exponentially. Like what's mm-hmm. happening? And then, 
And it dawned on me. I was like, the rice milk you gave me, man. Like, don't you love me? You can't do stuff like this. He was like, it's healthy. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's healthy. It's not what we're talking about right now. Right. It's going to make me fat. (laughs) You know, so. Um, Nah, man, that's crazy. That's that's, But that's interesting because it happens to all of us. And I think we all prejudge each other in these areas. And it creates more kind of. Um, that darkness I talk about, you know, kind of, it creates more ignorance, Yeah, you know, and that's, that's not it. It's not how we win. I, yeah. I think it, I think we can build up our demons and, and what stops and limits us to the point where it's like, I, I look at, uh, an achievement somebody else has that I admire Mm -hmm. and, and I think, God, that would be amazing, but I can't get out of my own way. Uh And it's like, that guy was in his own way too. Yep. That's the safe problems I'd be talking about, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's exa- And that's exactly the, you know, overnight success takes about 10 years. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, really I have this conversation. I seem to have it with girls a lot more who, who want to have something happen quick. Oh, yeah. Right. Ooh, and, it's, another one. and it's like, I understand. And I've been there and I've done that. And, mm. and the, the trade is speed for uh quality for quality and and also uh, you get it fast you lose it fast character it's not gonna last mm-hmm. or i haven't found that it's lasted for me like mm-hmm. when i do that thing when i dehydrate my body when i'm giving up a lot of lean tissue along with fat mm-hmm. And I get to some place where I've put myself into such a deficit that it's impossible to maintain. And then I come out of it and it's like, well, the body's going to quickly rebuild Mm -hmm. what it lost. Mm -hmm. I just, and I would, and I wouldn't shit on that either and go like, look, if you want to wear, if you want to fit into, if you're going to a party in a week and you want, you got some jeans you want to fit into do that get weird get crazy with yeah. it make it work get the result mm-hmm. but in, having done exactly what you're talking about um it i've realized recently it, those kinds of quick things will only um work in the long term if you have a plan what's your plan after it so if you're going to do something for 30 days and i want to lose 20 pounds i'm just making up numbers um cool you have to think ahead I have to think ahead <laughs> to what am I going to do after that 30 days I committed to is up. Cause if I, in my whole life, if I just went back to like, cool, I'm going to eat what I want now and I'm not going to care about it. I'm going to get my joy and pleasure from food again or whatever. It comes back. It's not a long term sustainable thing. So I know exactly the girls you're talking about or just in general that feeling, but you have no, to have I, a, I'm sorry I said girls. Oh, no, it's That's fine. been recent conversations, sure. but I've, I've done exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, we've all done that. We've all done that. I think it's just a matter of like, cool, then it can't just be, okay, I'm doing that for 30 days. Mm. And then I'm going back to, it's what's, what I'm going to do after that. So if you want to have like a jump start, mm. sometimes people need a strict disciplined thing. Result. Let's yeah. do the liquid thing or the, or the, whatever the extreme thing is to get a quick result. Cause it can be motivating too, mm. especially if you've been operating in a, like a super, Lethargic. Yeah, you're sluggish and you haven't, you've been dealing with this problem or desire to lose or weight or whatever you want for a while. Sometimes it's really gives you a quick win to do Uh, something that you have to have a thing to get into after. I completely agree. I think for me, where that's fallen apart has been I'm going to do something very specific for 30 days and then I'm going to be good or I'm going to, I'm going to not go back to normal. That is not specific at all. Right. As my backup plan for when the 
the time is up. That's where I failed. So I completely agree with what you're saying. I think if you're going to do something extreme and follow it up with something to mitigate whatever could catastrophically come back in the, in the aftermath, 100% that's doable. I just think that it's got to be as specific as the first initial extreme thing. Because if it's not, if it is just, and then I'll be good this time. Mm-hmm. It, you're opening real big doors for like, yeah, I'll be good, except I'm going to have in and out, mm-hmm. oh. you know, and, and then for me, that's the, that's the where it just goes out the window. Yeah. And as motivating. Yeah. And as motivating. Because I find too, like, you know, back to that, like, kind of duality conversation, your wins are just as dangerous as your losses. Like, in fact, your losses are actually safer because you're learning and you're not as much and harm has already happened. And you're like, okay, we just landed here. This sucks. But wait, what can we, you know what I mean? But when you have a win, and I have seen this one mess some people up, they're like, yo, I just lost these 10 pounds. I'm, you know, like ultra excited. And like in a week, and a half, maybe, you know, like we're back at square one and we're like, yo, what happened? You know, that win, you know, even though you've had a win, there's still danger there. There's still light implies dark, man. So um that strategy after, because I completely agree, like when I've done things that have been like, yo, when I did the 40 days on all the, so at the beginning of every year, I like to fast. I love fasting. I get superpowers from it. But <laughs> like... At the end of that, I need to be always having a specific plan. And when I wouldn't, it would I would get that slingshot thing. Um, but I found kind of to your first point, Ethan, is like what I think a lot of the journeys in life are about is character. You know, it's like the equation, not the equation, but the algorithm by which you make decisions. If you can upgrade that. It's going to take more time, but if you can upgrade that, you will upgrade the level you have, the the results you have in life in that area. And that's always the game. Now, there's 850 million ways to get to upgrading that character or algorithm by which you make decisions. You know what I mean? But I find that, like, um, if it comes easy, it goes easy. And if you're going to jump to a result, you have to not get, once you get that result, don't get seduced by the result into calming down and thinking you're good and then, um, you know, losing all that work that you did. Cause it can have, it's a slippery slope. I've had it happen to me bunches of times, man. But, but it also, if you jump to that result and you get that result, do your self-concept. You're like, yo, I got this. I did this. That was hard, but I sprinted for 30 days. I sprinted for 90 days. Yeah, I can like eat this exact amount of calories that's like a few hundred less than I burn per day and just like do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, all right, sweet. I set the bar up here. I have that, I have that backdrop. You know, no one's shooting at me today. It's a pretty easy day, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, mean, that, what a great day, right? <laughs> Didn't get shot at. <laughs> and that's kind of like the thing, man. Like, you get all these. I feel like that's why it's so important to like study all the tools and be like, yo, I think this tool will work for me and that tool will work for me. Cause there's like a huge psychological component, you know, like I'm more of a dude who's like down with the discipline. Like I want some monk status stuff. It feeds my self concept. I feel better if my diet is more monkey, like more like hardcore. Cause it's kind of like how I like want to be. I'm a Marine. Like we think we're better than everyone on yeah. the other branches. Yeah. I mean, we like to think we're the best dancers, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, um, you know, that's not going to work for everybody, you know? And, and so 
that's why I think it's so important. You just study people in that space, man. Find out what works. But just know you're going to have to implement what works for you. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to be you and the streetlights and the mirror. You know, and if you want to throw scale in there, you have scale in there too. But whatever your tools are, whatever yeah. your tools are, you got to figure those those things out. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I yeah. think it's so valuable to talk about things in, in these terms too. And I even get into like, I, I believe a fact can exist, right? the speed of light, Uh right? Whatever, 286,000 miles per second, whatever it is. Whatever value that fact has, I've given it. That fact has no value at all. It just is, right? So if I can add value to that, I can take value away from that. That means that it's the whole thing is up to me. So I start thinking about, my life as an obese person and go, I actually had to work a lot to maintain my size and discomfort. Now I've tried to really wrap my head around it and go, when I go to the gym, I feel better than when, now that wasn't always true, but Mm -hmm. as of today, Mm -hmm. I go to the gym and I feel better the idea that I'm withholding things that I want isn't true anymore. And I'm actually working less hard to be more comfortable than I was at maintaining the size I was maintaining. I would have brief periods of physical um, relief from eating or physical joy or pleasure from eating the things that I wanted to eat. And then long days of discomfort. Mm -hmm. And to just look at it as like in those terms, I was actually working harder to be obese than I am now to be lean. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. It's whatever value you put on the idea and you have the right to change the value. Oh, dude. You know, (laughs) I could say like dieting is so hard, but it's not because... I can actually change my idea of what hard is. Yeah. It's subjective. Dude, and you're you're 100 like I call this perceptual empowerment and that's kind of like the whole kind of talk I would have I have with dudes is like all right, you know, like tell me your story, tell me where you're coming from, tell me all your stuff, totally dig it like the whole battle is helping the human realize that this is all plastic right. and that you're going to live what you believe like when i, I remember in boot camp I, they'd always be like perceptions reality i'm like nah dude reality's reality like this is a hard table in front of me like you know what i mean like and we can feel however we want to feel about it and and it's not going to change anything I, so i used to believe but then i i start getting into life i start getting into stuff i started watching how if i elevate my perspective i could elevate my results and i started like watching people that like believe things like they're such victims and they just live in this misery. And I'm like, you could just choose a different, you, we give meaning to everything. And as humans, we're like these meaning creating beings. We like go through life and we give meanings to things. And it's like one guy, you know, 
and, and almost my one guy's got a completely uh, one guy falls into a, a mud puddle and curses the ground and is like why is this stuff always happening to me the other guy falls in the mud puddle and is like oh my gosh laughs about it and is like yo I got soaked on the way to work today it's ridiculous it's crazy has a good time asked to check out on a date you know what I mean like like and it, and it was his opener you know what I'm saying like yeah. um so that thing you're saying about perspective and the meaning we give things is like it's it's such an important concept for human beings to understand like because you will live you cannot perform that the meaning you give to things you know and i've i've had a number of things happen in my life where it's like oh that should have crushed you and it's like i just didn't look at it that way and the other thing is if you're in a horrible situation right now you know, like you can choose to look at it in a way that will empower you. A lot of change, I believe, has, and, and that I see and that I do comes from literally sitting down, looking at the pieces on the table and being like, how can we make an empowering meaning? How can we, this is, this is modern day alchemy, in my opinion. How can we create a meaning out of this that's going to be empowered? Like, okay, so I experienced this trauma when I was, when I was young, you know, but what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And now I have the right, I need to get strong because that will give me the right to speak to these people and say, Hey, look what I endured and look how strong I am and how healthy I am regardless. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and, and that's my responsibility. So now it drives me and that's an honor that I get to do that. You know what I mean? And so it's an honor that I've gone through the things I've gone through with Iraq and things like that, because now I can bring that strength that I have. That's a testament to my life to the world, or it's an honor that I like went through the fat kid thing. I mean, whereas there's other people that are right now, you know, like it doesn't carry that same positive energy because of the ideas and the concepts we have. And the reality is, you know, like I get in a lot of arguments with people about a lot of different uh, things because I, I really appreciate a good discourse and a good disagreement because it's the only way we arrive at higher truth. Like I like, we need to be able to respectfully and, 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 and like almost combatively talk about these, these ideas so we can, you know, if you're intelligent, I want to understand why you disagree with me. Right. Um, uh, and so, um, uh, but nonetheless, like, uh, kind of, where was that? I lost my spot. Facts and truth and disagreements with people and higher truth, looking for higher truths. And choosing the purpose. Right. We all suffer from confirmation biased, and that can be tragic or beautiful. Mm-hmm. If your confirmation bias is confirming something that's motivating and empowering. So, like, you know. There's, you know, there's a lot of issues in society. People are like, how can you ignore this? And how can you act like it's not real? I'm like, well, because I've literally created a confirmation bias on this, which you have a confirmation bias too. Everyone's not running around doing what you think they're doing either. <laughs> you know I mean, it's just that mine makes, mine is getting me good results because it's causing me to perform. You know, so it's like what you believe about yourself and about dieting in general and about the results you're able to create in general, like, analyze your beliefs because if they don't make you feel good, it's going to be really hard to do good. Yeah. I think that it's, it can be a game changer and, and I don't think it's easy because I think that our perceptions of truth are really important. I think that that's, that's how we exist, right? We exist within these ideas that we have. My only suggestion is that we can alter them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, I, I, I'm only speaking for myself. I have been able to alter my perceptions of truth when it comes to uh, 
how capable I am, how difficult certain things are. Um, you know, and I'm not saying like I can fly mm. or something like that. This is within the realm of physics as we know it. You know what mm. I mean? I'm not saying I can eat 10 pizzas today and lose weight, although mm. I bet I could outperform 10 pizzas on a treadmill <laughs> if I really He's put like, my mind to it. I'll take that challenge one day. Yeah. But like the, the, the ideas around the truth, around mm. the facts of what I put into myself, uh, what I need to put into myself, how difficult that is, what all the crap that I've lived through, how that's going to play a part in my abilities to execute. choose a path and execute it. I can, I'm, I am utterly in control of that. And I have bad days where I can't rise to the occasion, uh -huh. but I can recognize that too and not get too down on myself about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it's not a walk in the park. It's constant work to uh -huh. kind of reinvent my ideas around it. But I, I had realized one day that I didn't start changing my life for a long time because I believed it was too hard. Uh -huh. And as of today, I cannot believe it took me so long because what I was doing before was actually more effort mm -hmm. than what I'm doing now and more uncomfortable and harder. You know what I mean? Like I get sore muscles in the gym, cannot compare to how my feet felt every day going to bed at night that I was doing to myself that I was actively making happen every day. Cannot compare to the back pains I had and the rashes I got and not fitting into airplane seats and worrying about chairs collapsing, all of that I worked towards every day and put a lot of effort into mm -hmm. every day. Because of those because of those beliefs driving that action. That's right. Those actions. Yeah. That's that's and that's re and that's the secret sauce, man. That's really, really good. That's the cookie burger. That's that cookie burger, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. that cookie burger. And I uh what else was I going to say on that, man? The um, the beliefs are 100% ultra important. And then also, you know, I think you're not just going to snap your fingers, you know, and I, because I grew up in church, man. So they'd be talking about faith, you know, like, yo, we just got faith. Like, nah, man, you're not just going to snap your fingers and just change your beliefs. You have to choose to go on a journey to change these beliefs. And that journey is going to include reeducating yourself. You need to see another reality. You need to re believe another reality. So in order to believe this new reality, you're not just going to be like, I'm putting my sweatsuit on and going to the gym tomorrow. Like you might, like if you're fed up enough though, like if you're fed up enough and you get to that like, yo, I'm going to do this or I'm going to die spot, which is a beautiful place to be in life when yeah. it comes to anything you're done dealing with. Um, you might do that, but just remember you're going to need tools on this journey. You got to create a whole new reality. You're going to need tools. You need to have, you need to be able to see a new reality. You need to be, you need to have the information that you can build this new decision to look at life on, you know, and that's going to come from like this podcast and studying and creating that new reality. Um, Cause we usually can't get there cause we can't see it. We don't think it's real and we can't build it, you know? Um, and then confidence comes from experience. So then you're gonna have to work on that new reality and become that new person. And that's like the most beautiful thing about being a human is you're the common denominator of, of everything that happens to you in life. 
So you get to, over time, make decisions. That's why it's fine if some days you're tired, some days you're beat up. Sometimes you just can't make it because, like Jocko says, getting better is a campaign. You know, I have a present purpose I work on. That's my present battle, but I'm trying to move towards a destiny. And just realizing that if you can at least be somewhat consistent about making these positive directions, like a ship in the ocean. You look right behind the ship, looks like you're zigzagging, but at a sufficient distance, you see the overall trajectory that the ship's going on. You get on this kind of this path to getting better, but it ain't just going to like, you ain't going to listen to this and then just be like, I'm doing it. You know, like, right. nah, dude, you got to go and, you know, as a human being, it's about who you're being and who you're becoming and becoming is superior to being. So you got to get on like, yo, I'm going to become this. And it takes a lot of different things yeah. you know, for it to be something that's not like just pushed over right. the second you get an emotion or have a catastrophic life event. You know, it's like, oh, well, how am I going to deal with stress now? Am I going to go back to the way I used to deal with stress or am I going to appropriately just – Gorge for a minute and then get back on the path. That's fine too. Like you got to be able to be with yourself and you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like a, just a white and black thing. I don't think. hundred percent at 550 pounds. You got out to 550 pounds, bro. I'm sure I did. I got yeah. on a scale. Uh-huh. The highest was 536. And it just was like, but that was my one access to like a freight scale. Yeah, and I was like, let's see what this is. And uh, and and then I gained weight after that. So, yeah. but I had no idea what. Yeah. But yeah, so I I I'm pretty like, sure. You know, you're a bad dude just for surviving that. Yeah, I thought like, just for surviving I that. Survived like that's it. a hard thing. Like on a bad day, you might be able to be like, yo, I survived being five. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like that's street that's cred, big. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like right. you're a hard Can't dude. Fuck with me. Yeah, I know. Right? That's a good. You know. Yeah. Um. The idea that exercise could lead to feeling good was mm-hmm. crazy because getting out of bed sucked. Yeah. Walking up a flight of stairs sucked. Getting in an elevator with people and having to hold my breath so nobody else could hear my belabored breathing. Oh, man. Sucked. Gosh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's a whole other reality. I would go up a flight of stairs and so that. If I was with another person, yeah. I would literally, it was like I was sprinting. I was like running yes. away from a guy with a gun because oh otherwise I was going so slow. And then I was holding my breath too because I didn't want people to hear me breathing because I uh. used to get told as a young person like, God, you breathe really loud from other little kids uh. who are just always jerks. <laughs> <laughs> and so I learned to hold my breath in public, you know, uh, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Borderline blacking out all the yeah, time. Yeah, the oxygen, man. You but like I would read like in, about endorphins and I'd be like, that is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is just not true. Did you everyone else at the dinner party like? Like, and you're like, this is a lie. This is a lie. You're lying you're to me. At you like, Bro. Yeah, I get my heart rate up to 200 up a flight of stairs. Yes. I never feel better. I only zero feel endorphins. Yeah. involved. So you gotta go like set goals, right? Yeah. We're very big on it's goals here. Right and if there, the yeah. goal is like, I want to get to running a marathon Mm -hmm. and at your 550 pounds, Mm -hmm. the first thing might be walking to the corner. Mm -hmm. That might be a a legitimate goal. And then the next day you walk two steps past the corner. And then the day after that, you cross the street. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You can find eventually Mm -hmm. the truth because I think just setting and achieving a goal, even if it's arbitrary Mm -hmm. causes one to feel good. Yeah, dude. I goes progress equals happiness, bro. Like 
for me personally, like, <laughs> you know I mean, it's like cheating on your own test. Yeah. Set goals that you almost for sure are going to achieve. So then you get to go, go to bed with your dignity, your respect, your honor, you feel good. And maybe you're not making these strat. Like I, I, I hear all the like, say your goals in the moon. Cause at least if you miss, you'll land in the stars. I'm like, <laughs> cool, dude. Like maybe, <laughs> you know, but like for me, I set these little goals that I can keep, that I can make every single day. Yeah. And, and I make a little bit of progress. Like, okay, well, I want to start this business. Like I'm going to get an audiobook and finish it on that topic. Like I want to, you know what I mean? Like I, and, and I set these little goals. How many calories am I burning? I'm going to just eat almost exactly that much. And then we're going to dial it down a little bit here. Is easy and there is easy. I'm saying, and that, and that I believe. And then every day you go to bed, you're making a little bit of progress. And now you start to learn that you can. And now when that learning you can is something that that's your self concept. This is who I am. This is what I can do. And then you get on this healthy walk of like, now we're actually making progress. Like I'm all, if you're one of those set your goals on the moon dudes, heck yeah. If it works for you, get after it. I'm a hundred percent with you though. Like, yo, you want to run a marathon? Let's make it to the corner of the street and then let's go to bed. Yeah. Being like, yo, I made it to the corner. Crush that goal. What's up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tomorrow I'm going two blocks down. You yeah. Know? And, you know, and even Goggins was talking about that stuff on when he was trying to get into the teams or even get into whatever branch of the Navy was in first or I think it was Air Force. But yeah, man, like the goals are huge. And if you don't set them, you're still going to be suffering from uh, a lack of awareness. Um, and And I just think that Every day of your life, you'll really benefit if you at least write down three things that you're like, I'm going to get this done today or I'm going to die trying. Just these three things. like, And and I think that that's huge, man. Yeah. And, I, and it's kind of scary if you're not acquainted with it because it, you start – you bring an accountability into your yeah, life. And if you yeah. didn't have someone or something help you with that concept, there's a whole other thing you got to deal with. Yeah, start easy because you mm-hmm. want to set wins. Mm-hmm up for those goals. If you start your three things with something like impossible, then you might never do it again. But if you start with something easy, like, by the way, it could be something you do every day anyway. Brush your yeah. teeth, write 100%. it down, do yeah. it. Keep it note. Keep a journal of it. I, I threw two and a half pound plates uh-huh. on onto my bench the other day and I had a guy roll his eyes and I was like, what? And he was like, really? You're going up five pounds? And I was like, it's an increase, dude. Yeah, That's yeah, my goal yeah, for like, today. What are you talking about? Like, I just want to go. run your race, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're rolling your eyes because I have the smallest plates in the gym, but it's more than I did yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. No, the um the other thing too is it is uh like it shouldn't be looked at as such a um it shouldn't be a chore. Like this is a way of life that starts to become just awesome like you start to feel better about yourself you start to feel good you know what i mean um and and you got to know too it's very important because when you don't achieve these goals you're also sending a signal to yourself to your consciousness that like i didn't achieve my goals and you got to have a conversation like is it okay to not achieve our goals is this how we're doing things now and then it's like did you not achieve your goals because you're not good enough what does it mean if you're not like this can get very complicated it's a powerful thing that can go either way that you need to make sure you're doing a good job at <laughs> you know what i mean so it's not okay to just not achieve your goals it's okay in that you you have to understand that you're a human being and you have the power to change your results no matter how bad they are any given day 
you know, like, okay, so I haven't achieved my goals for 10 years. Well, you're a human. You can literally wake up today and be like, all right, sweet. It's lunchtime. Um, by dinner, I'm going to change my results and yeah. I'm going to start moving in the right direction. That's awesome. But you also want to be deliberate about like, all right, let's make sure we can do these. Cause I want to send a signal to myself that I can, and I am, and I, and I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ultra creating more. good habits. It's, it's pretty easy to create these habits. If right. you're, if you're, if you know, if you're doing it, listen, if yeah. I want to have an eight pack by the end of the week, that's an unrealistic goal. Right. But I can have an eight pack. What is my goal going to be for this week to get that eight pack? Exactly. Right. It's going to be continuing what I'm doing. So I have those goals in place for mm. a goal that's down the road. And you said something else that, well, it kind of gets down to that, like, high quality results come from high quality processes that generally take time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, and healthy results come from healthy processes that take time, in my opinion. Um, and just, like, there's so much to be said for appreciating that part of the journey, you know? Like, there's so many results I wish I had in my life that, like, 10 years ago, I was like, I'm going to be this, you know? Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do, you know what I mean? Like. And if I had got the result, then I'd have ruined my life because I wasn't mature enough and I hadn't become the person who can deal with that without destroying myself. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's been this very appropriate uh, allowance for a maturation process in my life that has taken place now that I have the results I initially wanted about 10 years ago in a lot of different areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like really valuing and respecting the journey and not being like, oh, I still don't have, well, the funny thing about that is when you're on this journey of getting better, uh, you're going to start focusing way less on being like, I still don't have my APAC. You're going to be much more like, yo, I made some more progress and I look better than I looked yeah. and I feel better than I looked. And like, you know, like maybe I'm going to go and date or maybe I'm going to go and actually go to the beach and not feel bad. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm, we're going to go on the boat and I'm not like upset about it, you know? So you're going to start having this confidence and this happiness, you know, that comes from that. By the way, I it's, said eight pack because you talked about your buddy yeah, with an eight no. pack. <laughs> I never plan on getting an eight pack. I, that was hyperbole. Yeah. That was hyperbole. <laughs> I'll be happy with a six pack. No, nah, yeah, yeah. Right, you too. No, yeah. that's what's up. But yeah, this thing, the other thing that I, I wanted to also mention is like, don't hesitate to any area of my life. I don't master or don't understand or whatever. Like I, uh, I'll get a specialist. Like if I can afford it, I will hire a specialist. And now we live in the age of information where it's like, dude, like you, there's specialists online. Like, you know, like if you don't understand something anywhere in your life, like I instantly am like, let's hire a specialist to find somebody who like my problem, my huge problem is like slow Tuesday to them. And they see people with my problem all the time. They're like, all right, so you're not like, you know, you don't have health concerns. You just kind of like don't have your Instagram body yet. Okay. <laughs> right. Let me help you out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you're okay. Okay. You know, like, so, and that goes for every, every area of life that you're kind of stuck. You know, that's another way to supercharge results in my opinion. You talked about YouTube and, and I'm sh I know there's a lot of weird information on YouTube floating oh, yeah, around. Yeah. That said, the, the thing that has changed my perspective on diet more than anything was a YouTube video, a Ted talk by a dude named Mike Isratel, who's we've had on the show. Who's just a total badass. Sweet. He's got a PhD in physiology. And like, to your point, you can't afford a, a specialist. 
scour YouTube. There's yeah. a there's a specialist. There's a legit, a scientifically accredited specialist on YouTube. I, I can almost absolutely guarantee this for whatever you're looking for. Yep. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I would hope you avoid the flat earth videos, but <laughs> you can find the legit specialist out there. 100%. You know what I mean? They're there. Well, and the other thing I think that's ultra interesting is, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do this yeah. that work. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of ways to do this that work. And, you know, it's kind of like a lot of different, there's so many different ways to work, skin the cat, but like you got to absolutely apply the formula. You know what I'm saying? You got to absolutely apply these formulas and then you can choose which one you really like want to get married to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like now there's just less of an excuse to get the result. Well, I wouldn't say less of an excuse. I, I say that it's still such a righteous battle. We all have to fight. You know? Yeah. But now there's so many assets that there are so many assets to help you do good. And there are so many other assets to help, not even assets, but just so many other components that can help you not do good. Yeah. Therefore, like a lack of like motivation and deliberation is just where we end up losing. Yeah. I think we get into, I, I certainly got into the thought patterns, the ideas of what I was doing before was easy. Mm. And, and that's not, that's not even true because. Uh, at some point it was new and when it was new, it was what I did and I put effort into it and then I built a habit up. And so building a new habit requires effort and that effort is real effort that you have to figure out. Mm. But eventually whatever new habit you're laying in will be as easy as what you're doing now. Yeah, It's just a change and it's a change of perception and Mm. it's using the tools and applying these formulas and, if you apply the formula, like nobody is perfect, absolutely, their right. first shot at doing anything. And then you learn and you adjust and and maybe try a new formula, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Yeah. Byron, what a fucking podcast. We, <laughs> yeah. fucking, we fucking really did this one. Seriously. Good. Thank you so much for coming in. Man, it's an honor. It's an honor to come hang with you, man. Thank you so much for having me. And now for some Q&As. This is from Scott in Ireland. He says, I'm personally getting a lot out of it locked down in Ireland. I, like yourself, I've lost a lot of bad weight and the journey continues. But I still feel fat. Do you think if you have been massively overweight, it's always in your head like a total mind fuck? Thank you for your question, Scott. I think it gets, I think it definitely gets better. Uh, but I I completely empathize with what you're saying, and I have that. Sure, I I uh, I am right now 13% body fat, and looked in the mirror today and didn't feel great about myself. So that's pretty stupid. Um, and I know it's irrational, and I I had to continue looking at myself. And what I do is find something about myself that I think looks okay, and once I pick that, I find something else. And then, you know, it might take me a, a, a minute or two of doing that. And then I don't, and then I'm not so hard on myself anymore. I also look at what I've accomplished and uh, try to pat myself on the back a little bit. But, but yeah, I, I, I definitely have um, days where I feel like I've accomplished nothing. I have to realize that that is not true and kind of talk myself through it. Thank you for the question, Scott. If you have a question, 
that you would like answered on the show, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.